It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Hello, Ryan. The first Community Conversation of the Year. Happy 2023. We have Ben Justman, the Executive Director of the Serpent County Museum in the studio. Welcome, Ben. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. I'm glad you're here. You guys have a lot going on. I mean, like moving and shaking down there. These are uh, these are interesting times for uh, local history. Yeah, yes. never a dull moment there. That's right. Now, before we get too far into Sarpy County, can you tell us about yourself and maybe schooling and how you became the ED of Sarpy County Museum? R- right. Yeah. How does one yeah. f- fall into this uh, <laughs> position? Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll uh, I could go on and on about me, but I'll keep it succinct here. Is uh, I'm a non-Nebraska native, but uh, I've called Nebraska home now for twelve years. Oh. I'm originally from uh, the Chicago area. And always had a passion for history. I've uh, just, it's always been an interest of mine, and I, I really wanted to turn it into a profession. And so I went to school uh, for my undergrad at a small school in Iowa, Central College, mm-hmm. uh, which was a bit of a culture shock, but it, it yeah. had a had a great uh, history program, great study abroad program. So I had the opportunity to uh, study abroad in London, where I was ah. involved with the uh, Imperial War Museum. Nice. So yeah, as an as an intern, I used to go into a basement, which was where uh, Winston Churchill ran the war uh, for Britain twice, twice, three times a week. How cool is so, that? So yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, basically, in the seventies, they locked the door and walked away, and um, nobody had been down there for thirty years. So, wow. Um, so yeah, and then uh, continued on in grad school uh-huh. uh, for history. Um, realized you know f- fairly quickly that I didn't want to be uh, a full-time teacher in the classroom. Right. Probably take somebody stronger than me. And my mother <laughs> was a teacher, and I have a, a brother who's a social studies teacher. So, um, but not for me. I wanted to be in the museum field. And so with some more internships, more experience, uh, after grad school, figured I'd end up in a, in a place like Nebraska. Uh, and that's precisely what happened. So it's, it's been great. And you are. Yeah, yeah. There's a great mix of uh, public history, so the uh-huh. history of communities and people, and then uh, military history as well. Right. So, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of history. I mean, a lot of history here in Nebraska. So the Sarpy County Museum, I think I read it was uh, first started, what, in the 50s? 30s. 34, right? 1934. And then, let's see... It's been where it's at now since the 70s, but the big story that we will eventually get to is that you all are going to be moving to a magnificent new place in a few months? <laughs> I like your Two optimism. Years? Uh, about a, th- a three-year project, if, okay. if we're lucky. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm bad at stuff like that. I'm like, oh, a museum? They can throw that up in a week, right? Just, just yeah, take it out of the box and build it. <laughs> well, tell us about the Sarpy County Museum now and what's happening there. I, I have, I'm really ashamed to say I've never been. No, that's I that's apologize. okay. I kind of tell you, I don't think I even knew that there was a. That's part there. of the problem. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, little backstory: We've been around since 1934, formed out of the the Great Depression um, by a bunch of concerned citizens. Uh, moving forward into the 1950s, uh, the museum uh, obtained a historic log cabin. It's the oldest non-Native American structure in the state of Nebraska, mm. tucked away in a neighborhood in, in Bellevue. And so really? we've we restored that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it would be a nice Airbnb to stay in for like a, a weekend, but I sure. wouldn't want to live there full time right. like the pioneers. Right. So. Uh-huh. 
uh, yeah, no electricity, no running water, very, very primitive. Uh, but, it, you know, it's closing in on 200 years old at this point. That's so, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's one of several historic buildings in Bellevue. Um, and then in the 1970s, we transitioned from a little storefront museum uh, to uh, where we're at today, which is tucked away in, uh-huh. in Old Town Bellevue uh, with Offutt Air Force Base in our, our backyard. And it's about a 6,000-square-foot structure, uh, original 1970s orange carpeting. Oh, right. Uh, but it's not shag. It's just it, flat orange carpeting. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a – I like to say we're the Smithsonian for Sarpy County. We, we highlight everything from Eros to Aerospace. Uh, the history of Native Americans, pioneers, Lewis and Clark, uh, the five communities in Sarpy County, uh, a little bit about agriculture. I mean, Sarpy County, you know, not all that long ago was the sticks. It was rural. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't really have a reason to go there. And now right. it's, it's booming. In the last 12 years I've been here, you know, I've seen uh, farm fields become shopping centers. Right. And Sam's Clubs and everything else. So mm-hmm. um, we highlight all of that. We highlight the, kind of the modernization. Um, and then we have a, a great exhibit on uh, the history of Offutt Air Force Base and really how that's played a, a crucial role over, over the last 100 plus years that's been around and then we we serve as uh, an archives for the community so uh photographs n- historic newspapers are a real gem uh we've got about six thousand naturalization papers mm. um which i think are for uh, just they tell a great story and 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 there's so much more you know court records um marriage records uh all sorts of artifacts uh it's it's a great place I need to get down there. What are some of the most favorite? Is there any like favorite exhibits that people always like? Oh yeah, this is it. Yeah, well, we've got our, our permanent exhibition, uh, so that really just tells the story. Everything I, I mentioned, um, I, I think our history of Offutt Air Force Base and how that's evolved over the years, because um, it really it's local history, but you know it's also national and even international history that's really right here in the middle of the country, and a lot of folks don't realize that. Right. Um, so I think that's great. We have uh, some rotating exhibits, so like a- annually we have a quilt exhibit, and I'll tell you I'm the furthest thing from a quilter. Um, <laughs> I can sew a button on it sometimes. Hey, that's impressive. It, 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 that's about where it stops for me, but <laughs> the, the folks who do this, uh, it, they're works of art, and each year we have different quilts. Um, when is that normally? And that's uh, usually during the summer, so June through okay. August. Uh, we invite the community to share what they have and uh, you know additionally we have different public programming throughout the year so lecture series um, and, and different speakers come through as well that is awesome so you got the log cabin mm-hmm. and then is there a caboose yeah somewhere? so uh, no that's that's yeah you've done your, your homework uh, additionally uh, the log cabins just a stone's throw away from the museum but really on the museum grounds today we've got uh, a train caboose that we moved about I'm losing track of time but five about five years ago uh, uh, the city of Springfield uh, was looking to give it up, and we ah. said we would take it. So we okay. uh, did a little fundraiser and moved it, drove it right down Highway 370 on the back of a truck. Ooh. And, uh, that had, had to a, mess up traffic. We had a nice uh, police escort. It was, it was <laughs> like, right. almost like being in a parade. Um, <laughs> and then uh, restored it with the help of volunteers to bring it back to its original look. And so it's a 60,000-pound caboose. It's pretty, pretty sizable. And then uh, next to that, we have... Uh, the oldest train station in the state of Nebraska, an really? 1869 train depot. Yeah, and that's down there too. And that's also there. What? So it's it's you know people will often uh, go down and visit Nebraska City, which is a phenomenal yeah. town, great history, but we're half the distance. 
Yeah. Uh, and we've got a lot of other history down in, right. in the museum, too. So they should stop there yeah. and then continue yeah. on. Exactly. Stop stop by, visit us, and then keep going down yeah. for apple donuts and everything else. Oh, yeah. So, so tell me more about this train depot. So, I mean, is it actually like a train depot? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's all involved? What's all... What's it about? Yeah, so the uh, the train station uh, was built in 1869 for the Burlington Railroad and was originally uh, in a different location, closer to the Missouri River. And it's really the reason uh, why Bellevue didn't originally fade into a ghost town, a town ah, that ceased to exist. Uh, okay. There's, you know, politics are nothing new. And right. politics in the pioneer days were very contentious. Hmm. Uh, some things never change. Right. And so... Um, uh, there was a battle between Omaha and Bellevue for the site of the Transcontinental Railroad. This is the main arterial railroad that goes through the United States. Mm-hmm. Bellevue lost, ah. and Omaha got it. And the city leaders in Bellevue realized, or village leaders, that their thriving city, if they didn't have a railroad, they were going to be done as a community. So they built this, and it was quickly absorbed by Burlington huh. uh, and utilized uh, until the 1960s, at which time train travel had drastically changed in the country. Uh, roads were being built, uh, mm-hmm. Eisenhower Expressway system. And so uh, Burlington was going to tear the, tear the structure down unless an organization like us bought it on condition that we move it from the tracks. Right. So we've, we've eventually, it's worked its way to across where the museum is and uh, really tells a, a great railroad history um, as where a lot of these throughout the rest of the state were torn down or turned into chicken coops. Right. Uh, this one still survives. That's amazing because in the 19, I mean, 1960s, that's not so long ago. No. At no. all. In yeah. the scheme of the world, I mean, that's really amazing. So we're right in the smack heart of the universe of our country. Absolutely. And I want to talk trains because you guys are going to be moving soon. And one of the things that you're going to have is a huge collection of trains. What is, what is this love of trains that Americans have? Is it because it was our first big way to travel? I mean, what do you think that is? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you bring up middle of the universe or country. <laughs> I, I, the, the joke I've heard, and I apologize if others have heard this, is that uh, people would have trouble finding Omaha because when you'd open up a map back when people uh-huh. used maps, that crease would be uh-huh. right there and so you'd never see us. But, um, oh, that explains a lot. Right? Ah. <laughs> but yeah, times, times have changed. And so um, as far as, yeah, the love of trains, railroads, railroads uh, really in this country have been around for closing in on 200 years mm-hmm. uh, since the start of the Industrial Revolution in, in this country uh, and, and really serve a crucial role today. I mean, as much as, you know, there's semi-trucks on the road, uh, the majority of, of goods are, are delivered by the railroad today, yep. passenger trains for even even Amtrak today. But the golden age of passenger trains still resonates with people, kind of a slower pace of life instead of the, the rat race of, of things. And, you know, there's just this fascination of seeing oh. these giant trains drive by. So oh, my gosh. The public loves it for the most part. Yeah. They love it. I My ex worked at UP, and we got to go see those trains, the old passenger, oh, yeah. where they, the sleeping car. And I was shocked at the line. I was like, there's a line to see this? Okay. (laughs) But it was worth the wait. It was magnificent. Yeah. I mean, you don't see stuff. I mean, it was opulent. The stuff in there, I was like, what? This is like traveling in style. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was lovely. Well, let's talk about your new spot. So it's going to be big. So basically, you've kind of outgrown where you're at. Correct. And so you're going to be moving to what's the new location? So the new location, um, 
well, let me let me mention uh, we are outgrown uh, and outgrown with space. When they built the museum where we're at today, uh-huh. uh, the population of Sarpy County was eighty thousand. Uh, it's projected by twenty fifty to be uh, three hundred thousand. Whoa! So it's 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 leaps and bounds, and Jeez. the whole Omaha Metro, you know, yeah. It's, I, I think it's we're not too far out from a million people. Mm-hmm. So uh, the area is just just growing. Uh, you know, the best kept secrets around aren't as much of a secret anymore. Um, and so between us outgrowing our space and then uh, in the middle of COVID, this uh, retired railroad executive from UP, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Wimmer, uh, was looking to downsize. And he has amassed uh, about a 5,000-square-foot collection of it's – been, it's been called the nation's preeminent railroad collection, private railroad collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's everything from 100-year-old handcarts to dining car China, very opulent. Wow. Each railroad line had their own China, uh, model trains, uh, all sorts of uh, engineering tools, just some really cool things that are, some of them are one of a kind. And he's looking to give it to us. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> set aside a fund to move it. Um, and we just need to have a building. And so coupled with the fact we're already out of space, here's this one uh, once in a lifetime opportunity to really take a private collection public and mm-hmm. share it with folks. Uh, we decided to move forward and, and find a new location. And so, uh, where our current location is, is kind of tucked away. Um, hard to find. Some mm-hmm. people didn't even know we existed. Yeah. And that's fair enough. <laughs> that's so sorry. Uh, no, don't be. <laughs> uh, the, the new location after a very thorough search will be at, uh, uh, Highway 370, which is a main arterial road, mm-hmm. and 90th Street. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, right, right in the, in the heart. heart. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You guys are going to be so busy with that railroad collection. I mean, people are going to go nuts. I mean, I think people will come from far away to see that, don't you? The, the, yeah, the, the goal is obviously, you know, we still want to be a, a local museum. We still want to showcase our, our wonderful local history. But, uh, between the renewed location, the new location, and, and the fact that, uh, there's a real draw here, the, this will be a regional aspect, yeah. whether it's College World Series folks or people in town for, you know, Berkshire Hathaway or just people passing through. Uh, this is uh, a place folks will stop at. Oh, definitely. I think it might even be a destination spot if they're true railroad person, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because from the sounds of this collection, even I want to go see it like, oh, this sounds really interesting. So you got an architect idea, picture? We do. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Things are moving and moving ahead. Um, we've identified the site location at 90th and 370 uh-huh. in Papillion, and we've brought on uh, some, some big guns to help us, uh, including an architect. Uh, an architectural team has done renderings so uh, late last year, and so uh, we've just uh, pulled back the curtain on those and shown them off. It's a very modern building. That's uh, about 20, 28,000 square feet. Whoa. Give or take uh, a little bit, and uh, you know, incorporates a little bit of natural light. But we obviously want to be careful to preserve the artifacts. But we, we wanted something that had a, a very modern, timeless sort of feel. Are you going to have to hire more staff? That's significantly bigger yeah. than where you're at, right? Well, there'll be plenty of volunteer opportunities. Okay, good. Uh, we're lucky. We are a small museum, but yeah, we're and we with this would grow to a, more of a medium-sized museum. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're lucky. We have uh, myself as the director, and then there's a. a couple staff as well that help uh, keep the place running in addition to a, a large group of volunteers. That's awesome. So Mr. Wimmer, will he come and talk about his railroad collection at all or 
He might. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just might. wondering, yeah. like, I just, this man just is fascinating to me. Like, he saved all of that. I mean, he collected he all of that stuff. He, Where is it now? So it's it's in his private collection. Okay. It outgrew a basement, and now it's in uh, a very almost immaculate uh, structure uh, down kind of where he lives. And they've saved all the boxes. They have uh, duplicates and triplicates of, of materials offsite in a different building uh, that they'll I guess sell at a railroad auction mm-hmm. to help support the project. But uh, he's a wealth of knowledge. And, and I've heard a couple things. One, that he, his wife likes to joke. He made, in joke, he made great friends with the janitor uh, because when they would throw <laughs> things out, yeah. he'd say, hey, let me, let me pull my car around mm-hmm. uh, and take that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, other things he, he bought at auction, he, he had the knowledge to uh, understand what was what. And so when something was sold at a railroad auction, um, he would know to buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for example, he has uh, the original directories, the building directories that were out front of the original Union Pacific building wow. uh, downtown. And the names had all been turned backwards. So you didn't know who was who, but he knew what those pieces were and he knew that the names had been turned backwards. So he's now got them on display, a pair of matching directories and all the executives, the big wigs, their names are all listed there. So cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, I love this. It's the this. only piece like it out there. Wow. And look at me getting jazzed about trains. <laughs> I'm all excited now. Yeah. And you don't have to be, you know, a, a railroad buff. I mean, I, I grew up with, you know, a toy train layout. But uh, you certainly don't have to be. Uh, I, I really think what's interesting about this is it, it really it teaches uh, American history through mm-hmm. his collection. It teaches about science, technology. He's got great uh, posters like uh, Union Pacific posters, you know, passenger line, travel yeah. with us, wartime posters. Cool. Uh, so art, math, uh, the whole world. All of it. Yeah, all of it. That is so amazing. So that's going to be a permanent collection. Correct, yeah. So traveling exhibits, will you have them? Yeah, so uh, one of the, we'll have traveling exhibits. Um, the new space will allocate enough space for that, which okay. right now it's a little tight. Uh, you know, we, In the past, we've had uh, a Smithsonian traveling exhibit or two, uh, which have been really cool. We, the last one we had focused on history of business and labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I, I pride myself for a small museum. We do a lot of original research history. Uh, as I mentioned, we have a great archives and there's a lot of stories that can mm-hmm. and should be told. And so whether it's focusing on, you know, the the hometown heroes from World War II, mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, a lot of that history or the Spanish flu or uh, quilts uh, and all, all of that, all of that that really builds a community uh, we highlight. And so we'll have more space to in- properly tell those stories. That's exciting. Now, let me ask you this because I've never thought of this. So a traveling exhibit. Does a museum seek those out, or are they presented or offered to a museum? Both. Or both. Both, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, grant organizations uh, and larger organizations like the Library of Congress and Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Uh, both have uh, either traveling poster exhibitions or larger exhibitions that travel as well. Uh, that one I mentioned uh, about business and labor, it showed up in oh, probably about seven or eight large black cases and then hmm. uh, quite literally some assembly required. And then, uh, you know, there are uh, other organizations out there, both for-profit and non-profit, that offer everything from the history of dinosaurs to wow. uh, something more huh. closer to home here. Yeah, So interesting. I just, I love museums. So, so now 
Now, on this on a press release I read, it said that the uh, that your new spot is going to incorporate more accessibility features. And I want to talk about this mm-hmm. because a lot of our listeners are blind or seeing impaired. And how will this affect folks? So accessibility, what does that mean for the new museum? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a pet peeve of mine that you know our building was a huge step up uh when it was built in the 70s mm-hmm. it's it's far from perfect though and, and one of those is uh that there's some shortcomings uh, you know there's no button on the door for example uh our bathrooms are limited uh and not the most uh, user-friendly mm-hmm. there's basically uh, enough for one one person okay. um there's limitations in how we present things right now um you know, it wasn't, it was, what, 15 years later till the ADA Act, yeah. 92, mm-hmm. came along. Um, I'm not good with math. I'm a historian. But about 15 <laughs> years later. And so, um, you know, we can we can build a building, uh, I guess, more inclusive this time around. Uh, think about that and think about, you know, the, the future. And I think about, too, uh, s- several years ago we had a, a uh, high school student who was doing a, a report on telephones, for example, uh, telephones, uh-huh. the history of the telephone. And she came down, um, and we were able to pull some of the artifacts and let her have a tactile feeling, a hands-on sort of uh, experience. And right now, as it is, that's not really one of the things we have at the museum. So ah, okay. uh, between the, the Wimmer collection, um, you know, which has a lot of hands-on materials mm-hmm. and, and some of the other uh, educational experience we can think about as we start to do exhibit design. There's a lot of room for improvement. Great. Yep. Good, good. Because I want everybody to be able to enjoy this because it sounds fantastic. And it, like it I is, said, yeah. I didn't know it was around, but now I'm totally, <laughs> now I want to come see the old one, which I may do before you move. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, what'd you say, a couple of years? We're, we're not going any place at any time soon. Uh, this What's the projected date? Pr- uh, about three years out. Three years. Yeah. Okay. So in the meantime, carrying on at the old place. Do you have a lot of schools that come to visit? We do, yeah. We have uh, uh, all the fourth graders from Bellevue Public Schools. We get a lot of third grade classrooms from some of the other area schools, um, you know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, different groups, uh, mm-hmm. campers during the summer, uh, and then like senior visits too as sure. well. Sure, sure. So let's go back to the log cabin, the caboose, what other, and the depot. Mm-hmm. How are these going to get moved to the new place? How do you do that? Yeah, no, I'm glad you bring that up because not not everything is going. Uh, we'll fill more than a few moving vans as it is. Um, the log cabin is on the National Historic Register, so that's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did a presentation last night. There are 20, stru- uh, 20 listings, that would be the right word, on the National Historic Register in, in Sarpy County uh, out of uh, a total 95,000 throughout the country. So, um, you know, these are these are few and far between, and, and we wouldn't want to disrupt that. Uh, but the uh, caboose mm-hmm. and the uh, train depot are not, and so we have a little bit more flexibility to move those. Those okay. would, would come with okay. on the site. Uh, the building that we've designed is is got enough room for collection storage, um, uh, uh, programs, exhibit space, offices, uh, all of that. Uh, and then uh, on the three-acre footprint we, we're looking at, mm-hmm. there's room to incorporate the uh, train depot and the train caboose. And, and then the Wimmers actually have a small little diesel engine as well. Of course. That uh, <laughs> would come with, too. And so we would have a nice little uh, outdoor kind of patio, maybe a learning commons to do uh, educational programs or music, and it would be surrounded by those historic uh, pieces as well. Ah, 
very, yep. very cool. So the caboose will go back on a semi, I'm guessing, or a flatbed. Yeah, it'll okay, be moved. We've done it once. We can do it you again. We could do it again. Yep, yep. Are there other big things that we have to take into account for this move? Any other holdings that you have or... Those are those are the big things. That moving the depot will be uh, a challenge, but you know they move houses all the time. Right. Uh, barns get moved right. and, and are avoided from destruction. Uh, Mr. Wimmer does have a couple larger pieces, uh, you know, a big semaphore railroad sort of equipment, mm-hmm. uh, some wheels that he once dredged out of a uh, a creek after a derailment. Uh, yeah, so just interesting things yeah. that are you know unique, and so th- those things uh, are a little bit larger. They may be on the outdoors as well, but uh, we shouldn't have any trouble moving those. So Mr. Wimmer could have probably donated this to anyone, right? But he chose you all. Yeah, why, did- why us? Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of the white way of this collection um you know he he I chatted with him and his his wife uh just a couple days ago and it again came up like why why yeah. us and, yeah. and we truly are lucky that this is this opportunity has has presented itself uh he knew one of our board members from mm-hmm. previous visits and there are some great museums around here uh you know for example the uh, there is a Union Pacific Museum in Council Bluffs oh, that's right uh, yeah. yeah i've been there yeah. yep yeah okay. and so um they are they are tied to a beautiful building, the Carnegie mm-hmm. Library, um, and just didn't have space for this collection. Uh, we don't have space either right now, but we also <laughs> have we don't have a beautiful building. We have a uh, an aging 1970s building, and so uh, coupled with with that and the opportunities they saw with finding a, a new home for their collection, uh, they really wanted it to be in, in stay locally. They yeah. have uh, adult kids, most of which live here in the area. Uh, and they wanted it to be uh, where the population was and where there would be a real opportunity to showcase it. Well, I'm very glad they picked you all. And I'm glad you're going to have this great new space. We're, we're lucky, yeah. Uh, you know, um, this is kind of our one shot. Uh, Sarpy County's growing, and the whole area is growing leaps and bounds here. And, you know, it's my thought that, you know, people people realize the value of history. They know how important it is. But there's also this kind of thought of, well, yeah, history is important. Something needs to be done. And, and this is a, something that yep. is being done right now, right here. Right. That's. Yep. I'm really excited. Again, who even knew? But just talking to you, I really want to go see this Wimmer collection. And I don't want to wait. So I'm going to come visit you before you move to see the old place. So tell us, yeah. what are your hours? How much does it cost? And what is the address that you're located right. at? Right. The basic facts? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Our um, We're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay. And so year-round, uh, you know, if it's a really cold day, we might sneak out early uh, or close, you know, if there's a lot of ice in the road. But, mm-hmm. yeah, un- unlike, uh, you know, s- county museums are are there's some that are open, you know, once a month, uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 4 is us. Uh, we're located in uh, Old Town Bellevue uh, today. And for the next couple of years, our address is 2402 Clay Street. Okay. And uh, really, that's Kitty Corner uh, from St. Mary's Catholic Church. And if you've driven into off an Air Force Base, uh, you've driven too far. So, yeah. <laughs> Good to <laughs> They'll know. They'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, they will let you yeah. know. Is there anything you're going to miss about the space? Uh, boy, I haven't dwelled on that quite yet. <laughs> um, I, I'll say, regardless of where we're located, uh, that I am grateful we have community support mm-hmm. uh, in really all five Sarpy County communities in the area. So even though we're we're changing zip codes, um, 
we're not going to change and turn our backs on the community. I guess the biggest thing I'll miss uh, is that it's a it's a hidden gem for when Offutt Air Force Base does air shows mm-hmm. uh, that they really fly right over because of our oh. location, really right over it. So you could just hang out in the park and Good to know. Uh, watch the planes fly <laughs> overhead. Yeah. Good to know. Well, this is going to be a real boon for Sarpy County and for Omaha and for everybody that's interested in history. So very exciting. Tell us what's a good website for folks to get information right now. Yeah, our our website, um, we have social media avenues, uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that as well. But our website uh, tells all the information about the museum as well as the, the project here and how people can get involved and learn more. And the website is uh, www.sarpycountymuseum.org. Okay. And a phone number? Uh, the best phone number would be the museum's line, and that's 402-292-1880. Very good. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Ben, and I'm so excited for the future for you and the museum. Thanks for coming in. That was Ben Justman, the executive director of the Sarpy County Museum. Thanks for listening, and thanks for coming in, Ben. Thanks, Cammie. I appreciate being here. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.